0: WrestleMania season continues here on Kickin' Out at 2 this week. I am your host, Dave Rosenbluth, and we got a really fun show planned for you as this week is the 25th anniversary of what many consider one of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. Bret Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin, WrestleMania 13, the submission match from WrestleMania 13, where it was infamous, the infamous double turn, Bret turned heel, Austin became the biggest baby face of all time, or at least he was on path to do so. Um, Joining me, uh, it's been a long, 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 long time since you've been in the co-host chair. And uh, I thought this would be a perfect opportunity for you to come back and, uh, you know, uh, sprinkle your brand of opinion 25 years later as we watch this great match. Bret Hart, Steve Austin, my brother, Justin Rosenwood.
1: Great to be here. Yeah, I I was once called the offensive coordinator of the... You still are?
2: No, no,
1: I'm probably more of like like a... Offensive consultant. Okay. All maybe right. of sorts. consigliere. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. More, something more like that. Consigliere. I, I can get that. Yeah, that. That worked. Yeah. You know, I'm Silvio Dante. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Silvio Dante. I'm Silvio Dante <laughs> to your Tony Soprano. <laughs> that works for me. I can't okay. handle the big C.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. I get it. I get it. That's all good. Um, yeah. So, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, this is, I've, you know, it's been a long time since we've been doing one of these things. And, you know, true story here. Uh, this is the first... Kicking out at two podcasts that I'm recording since the the basement has been redone, and that's a whole nother shit show in and of itself. So it's good to be back doing this uh, w- with you, of course, and then watching this match. So for all you out there that want to join us, uh, hit us up on the Peacock. Hit your Peacock up, grab your cock, and uh, go to the WWE Hub, and then you'll find WrestleMania 13. And I'm going to have you fast forward to WrestleMania 13. At 1 hour, 18 minutes and 51 seconds. And when I say play, you'll press play and watch with me. When I play, initially when we watch this, I'm going to have the audio up so we can hear the, um, the, 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 the video package for Brett and Austin. And then the entrances for both Brett and Austin. Um, as it's really telling in those entrances um, what kind of story was going to be told in the match. And then the trajectories of both Brett and Austin following this match as well. And then there's some other points I do want to discuss with you. Get your opinion on yeah, some things. Sure. Um, so without further ado. Peacock. WWE. Search Wrestlemania 13. One hour. 18 minutes. 51 seconds. And when I say play. Press play. I'll give you guys a little bit of a countdown. In three, two, one. Hit. Pull. No. Hold on. Hold on. Let me try that again. Make sure that my sound is on. Yep, there we go. So I'm gonna have the audio on just for this the video package, the entrances, etc. And we'll take it from there. So in three, two, one, hit play.
2: Imagine for over a decade you fought to reach the pinnacle of your profession. Through sweat and dedication, you earn the respect of fans, friends, and even your adversaries. Then you walk away. When you return six months later, nothing is the same.
3: I've been screwed by Shawn
2: Michaels, the boy toy. I've been screwed by Stone Cold Steve Austin. I've been screwed by the World Wrestling Federation. There are no friends. There's kind of a new model in the World Wrestling Federation. You scratch my back and I'll stab yours! <laughs> there is no respect. Everybody in that <laughs> dressing room knows that I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be! Even your fans have changed. At the heart of this change is a man who spits in the face of your every accomplishment.
3: Ever since you came back, you
2: ain't done nothing but cry. <laughs> he has gained pain by attacking you physically and verbally. <laughs> your legacy. He uses it as a stepping stone. Like a false prophet, he spews forth his rhetoric.
3: I'm on his best day. Can't raise my boots, and i will a back to the world. And I will, I will beat the hell out of breath. And
2: that's the bottom line. His followers carry placards, singing his praise. Injustice after injustice has finally caused you to snap. Whoa! Frustrated, this This is pointed at you. You're the one who's changed. He's lost it! Get out of Oh my god. <laughs> they say your ego is your enemy. What happened to you? There's only one solution. To awaken from this nightmare, you must defeat him. To regain your life and resume your legacy, you must make him beg for mercy as you squeeze the will from his bones. But what if Stone Cold Steve Austin wins? What becomes of Bret the Hitman Heart then?
1: warming up in the bullpen there (laughs) no i didn't need it though after watching that 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 really uh that whole sequence from the package to the entrances and everything definitely uh definitely takes you back oh yes um classic yes and not even just classic just just the right way to, to do it
0: what between like in terms of like a good a classic good guy versus bad guy
1: yeah, and I think set
0: up, or, or just the way that they set the video the, package, the up? hype, everything. And okay. the
1: video package is obviously so much a part of that, but yeah, you know, I lived through this storyline probably as much as anybody. Yep, um, being an avid Bret Hart fan, you know, I never, you know, and, and years later, I was when, of course, I was smartened up to the idea of what actually takes place in this match. Yep, um, but to me, that didn't change the reality of it as I witnessed it in 1997. Bret Hart to me was always the good guy. And, you know, I'll, 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 I'll share the sentiment of a, of a recent CM Punk who said Bret Hart is right. Bret Hart was always right. And that's how I felt here. The guy came back, should have come back to a Hero's Welcome. Um, he thwarted off Stone Cold Steve Austin, who, in my opinion, this bad guy version up until this match, is one of the most criminally underrated oh, bad guys in the history oh, of wrestling. 100%. Criminal, and and un, only underrated because... He became a good guy. Yeah you know what I mean? Became one of the best. People good guys forget ever. that he was so good at yes. being bad. You exactly. Know what I mean? So Bret Hart came back the conversation. He broke into hero. Brian
0: Pillman's house. Yeah. When Brian Pillman had a gun.
1: Yeah. Like. And those things probably, like, over time probably helped build the blocks for the good guy that he became. Yeah. But again, he was he was the bad guy. He beat up Brian Pillman, you know, injured, you know, re injuring his ankle, you know, to set up this match with Brett. You know, and 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 Steve Austin was made that night oh, in 100%. Survivor Series in Madison Square Garden, and obviously, the rocket ship just kept going after that, and leading to this. But you know, Bret Hart entered a world in 1997 that he returned to that was just so different, and yeah. Steve Austin was such a catalyst for that. And again, saying this now, 25 years later, it as a fan, you know, I was you know f- floored with the the with everything that Bret Hart said. You know, I share that sentiment. You know, yeah. the disrespect, the, the the unfairness, just the wild west nature of the WWE that he had that he had come back to. I think yeah, I've said too before that, like, you know, someone in your in your age group grew up with the the trauma of seeing the crooked referee and Earl Hebner and Dave Hebner and Hogan getting robbed of the title yeah. and that, that whole sh- you know shenanigans. Yeah. Bret Hart losing the Royal Rumble to Steve Austin in the fashion that he did was my equivalent to that. Because in my opinion, that was like the only thing he had left to do was win the Royal Rumble. And he was like in the spot to become the winner of the Royal Rumble and go to WrestleMania. and, and Get the, the belt tie. back from Shawn Michaels. And everything that I think traditionally I understood would be the way that it would happen. Was and taken away from you. Yes. And Austin, and Austin as, a, as an individual and as a character and ultimately the whole company, that they just redefined the tradition. In the convention. Yeah. So, you know. That's a, that's a great way of putting it. Oh, man. Like, yeah, this is still to this day. Like, I'm like, Bret Hart was right, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't,
0: you can make an argument. It, 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 no doubt about it. I don't, I don't disagree. As a, character. As it, a yeah, character. character. Yeah. The you character. Know I mean? Yeah. The character in the context of the story. Yeah. Yes. He was right 100%. You know, he was, he was, you know, screwed out of many opportunities to, to, to be the champion and, you know, many obstacles along the way with Austin and, the, and Michael's involvement. Um, you know, before I've watched this before we you know, watching this match with you as we're recording this, I've watched a lot of older like 96, 97 um, episodes of Raw and even like I watched like the In Your House, It's Time pay per view. Yep. And you could see that, you know, you could make an argument that they were planting the seeds for Brett to turn heel even before this, with his with the way that he conducted himself towards babyface Shawn Michaels, yes, who was the champion. Yes. You know, you know, Brett had this this angst in his character that was towards Sean because of the manner that he lost the title at WrestleMania, and and in years later, in interviews with both Brett and Sean, they were building off yeah. of that to eventually get to this point of WrestleMania 13, which brings me to this question. You know, it was this match is the product of, let's face it, Shawn Michaels losing his smile. Yeah. All right. It's if Shawn deal. Michaels yeah. didn't lose his smile, Ooh. this match at WrestleMania may not it, it, there's a a 95% chance this wasn't going to happen. You know, that Brett and Austin, okay? Yeah. Now, what was to me as a fan, I was I was disappointed that Shawn wasn't going to be wrestling at WrestleMania and he wasn't going to have the rematch with Brett. because as much as I respected and to some degree liked the Bret Hart character, I was more of a Shawn guy, you know? I, I had, you know, for whatever reason, I just liked Sean more than Brett. But I didn't dislike Brett. Yeah, and okay. I'm the, I was the opposite of that. I okay. like Sean, I, but, you know, my and so, Brett is eternal. <laughs> what were your thoughts 25 years ago when it was pretty much a, a a done deal that Sean and Brett was not happening at this WrestleMania? What
3: were,
1: what, what were your thoughts? Um, well, I will say on a side note that the fact that it ended up being that The Undertaker was going to kind of take that spot made me feel good because I didn't like Sid I you know I was starting to like Shawn Michaels right when he dropped the title to Sid so I was kind of pissed that Sid became the champion I was kind of pissed that he became the champion again at the expense of Bret Hart so when I was when, annoyed by that one yes, too I'm so, not going to lie I was annoyed by that so, one so you know when the night after final four yes, you're talking about right yes okay, exactly yep. so when when Undertaker was slotted into that position you know I think it was a formality at that point that alright Undertaker's going to walk away at Wrestlemania with the title Um, as you know, he should, he was at that level even then, you know what I mean? Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, once, once Brett and Sean wasn't happening, um, this honestly felt like a consolation. We had already seen Austin and Brett. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the, the added stipulation, I felt like at least on paper, I was like, Brett's going to wipe the floor with Steve Austin. Bret Hart is... Submission sh- match. Yeah. yeah. Sharpshooter. Yeah. You know, the, the, which my, one of my all-time favorite moves, the, 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 the ring post figure four. Someone's got to bring that back, by the way. You know, Bret Hart was, you know, this, he's still, to this day, the excellence of execution. So, yeah. you know, to me, and Austin hadn't really, you know, he was a great, great wrestler before his neck injury. So around this time, he wasn't a Brett Hart. Just he just was, and I know in the in the package there he said on Bret Hart's best day he couldn't lace Austin's boots. It's it's quite frankly the opposite, and Sto- Steve Austin the man to, would today would say that. You, that but that's that, Austin being a good heel.
0: That's yes, Austin believing yes, what he's telling yes. you. So so, you know?
1: but like as the as the weeks were on, like you knew this wasn't going to be. Even as a young fan, I knew it wasn't going to be like a submission match in the in the name. Of it, You know what I mean? Yep. It was going to be more of an I quit match. It was going to be more of a, they're just going to beat the living piss out of each other. And oh, I think stunner. The phrase that, the, yeah, just in the earliest part of the match. Without um, the setup of the kick to the gut. Yeah. Which, you know, I think is probably, you know, different, or at least this was before this. I mean, the stunner was, you know, yeah. his move, but, you know, before it became worldwide, I guess you can say. yeah. But, um, I don't know. I felt like that, the the phrase that Brett used in the lead-up to this match that let me know, oh, this is going to be different, was he told Steve Austin, I'm going to beat you to a bloody pulp. And I don't know why I remember that phrasing even to this day, but that's, he had said that, and I was like, this is the Bret Hart I've been waiting yeah. for. Because, okay. it, you know, when when that stuff was building with, with Sean, like you said, and then even with Steve, here it is, um, Bret Hart, to me, had the nice guys finish last type of mentality. Like if there was only someone as good as Bret Hart, but had an edge, it was Shawn Michaels. You know what I mean? And Shawn Michaels would do what Bret wouldn't to to win. Uh If if that makes any sense. But once Bret returned and he was getting bamboozled every which way to Sunday, this is when that edge to Bret came. And that's when I was like, okay, here we go. And, To me, and I will say this even now, 25 years later, there was nobody who could touch the Bret Hart character that would become of this after this match. 1997 was from this day till let's just say, pre-DX. Pre-DX, because DX, DX, I think, you served, Bret. Pre-DX, once DX started to, you know, from this day forward to once DX started and really took over, the character that Bret Hart cultivated... Is, should be on a Mount Rushmore of sorts. He,
0: he, def- he definitely owned the WWF in 1997. That's for sure. And At least for that from that from that block. And, that and, time and I will say,
1: it, and again, maybe I'm a homer, but like I know Sting and Hogan were building to the greatest match in the century and all that stuff. Yep. But they couldn't touch this. They didn't have. They couldn't do this. Mm-hmm. And and they couldn't. They, they were both different and great in their own ways. Yes. But, you to, know, you, and again, I mean, that's where my bias comes in. Yeah, from. yeah.
0: Your bias comes in is that you preferred,
1: you know, the Bret Hart character. But even the Steve Austin. They didn't have Steve Austin. They no, didn't have, no. They, they didn't. didn't have a Shawn Michaels. No. They didn't, certainly didn't have an Undertaker. No. You know, they were, they, you know, they were truly. But they built. had
0: good top stars within their bubble. You know what I mean? Like, like Yeah, w- they did like, what they did, and they in, were. In WCW. Yeah.
1: But, I, and I think, too, the other part of this is that, like, I actually give props to the WWE, especially now. There's a lot of revisionist history when it comes to things that have happened 25 and 30 years ago that the WWE wishes they could have told that story the way they're telling it now. Yeah. Here, they're t- they have recalled this and since it's happened, perfectly. They didn't revise this. They haven't revised this. In, you know, not, not the physical match, but the story. Yeah. You know, The outcome. The, yeah. They're, like, they've even here in the story, in the video package, recognized the change that the industry was going into yeah. and going under. Yeah. Which I think is emblematic of the idea that they all knew going into this match, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do the double turn. Yeah, there was so much of that taking place behind the scenes that so much genie. So do you th-
0: All right, let, let, let's let's come back here for a second. Okay, I'm glad you brought that point up. Do you think had? I'm going to give you two questions. Number one, had Sean not lost his smile, what do you think Austin's trajectory was for this WrestleMania? Oh, Where, what, do you, what do you think he was? What do you think they had in mind for him to do? That's one. And two, do you think they still would have executed the double turn with Brett and Sean? Because the, the, the narrative that I have always read over the years, and I could be wrong, it could. but the narrative that I have always been under the impression of was that Brett was going to get the win back at this WrestleMania against Sean, with Sean going in as the champion. They were going to be one apiece at WrestleMania's. Do you think with the way that the industry was changing and with the way that Bret Hart's character was being portrayed, even before Sean lost his smile, he had a little bit of an edge. Do you think Bret and Sean were going to... Do you think there was going to be a turn? I'm, I'm, I just going yes. to say double turn. Do you think Bret was going to turn yes. had he wrestled Sean at this wrestling Yeah, but I minutes? don't
1: necessarily even think and me. And again, it's all conjecture at this point. But no, I don't even think that Brett necessarily would have needed to win to even any score. In fact, you could argue that Brett Hart could have wrestled Shawn Michaels on this show and lost and further facilitated a turn. Well, that's what I'm saying, too. Like, do you so, think that's so something that would on, have been- on a loss. Um, so, being down 0-2, if you will. Or, and, do you and, th-
0: or do you think Brett would have cheated to win? And that's how we got the turn because he, Sean was be that, that much that better than him, and he was so frustrated he didn't get the belt back. Could <laughs> he you went to great lengths to to cheat to defeat Sean, and Minas. that would have been
1: a great turn too. And then Brett could have paraded that around like, "Look, I did, you know, I did what everybody does the yeah. World Wrestling Federation. Now I, I'm, I'm the bad guy for doing yeah. everything that's been done to me." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They could have gone that way you too. Weren't
0: crying foul when it happened to me, but now that I do,
1: that's yeah. A, yeah. So you, yeah, I think it could have gone either way, and I think a turn would have taken place. Um, that I think would have definitely set up more matches. We both had to Ren be in
0: elementary Sean. and middle school for this to, to I was to have taken place. I was through. eight years old, so I was fourteen years yep. old at the time. Yep, so I was, was I was actually ent- uh, no I was in eighth grade. Yep, I it was, was eighth s- grade, s- second
1: grade, second or third grade, or second grade. No, yes. Yeah, I was third I was grade. Third. I'm sorry, I was third grade. Um, as far as Austin again, mm, I think an ideal opponent for him. Again, I think you would look at it two ways. If the audience kept rallying behind Steve Austin, I think you could have put him up against Sid. Yep. If 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 not as strong as maybe they had rallied behind him, The Undertaker. I think those would have been the two guys you would probably put him in the ring with. He would have probably become, and you could have done, but you could have done it both ways. Yeah, I think it would have just depended, and I think. Um, you know, seeing where they what they did with Austin following this, having worked at The Undertaker after WrestleMania. Um Cold Day in Hell? Yeah. I think you could I think that could have been here, theoretically. Um, you know, or the beginnings of that. Um so yeah, those would those probably have been the two guys. Here's um, here's one
0: name that I thought that I honestly thought it was leading to a, a WrestleMania there match it is. was Him and Davy Boy. Because Davy Boy had kind of He'd gained a little bit of an edge. He had some beef with Owen, even though they were tag partners. And Austin was kind of getting involved. Austin kind of had his hands in multiple different cookie jars, and that was one of them. And I honestly thought we would have saw a Davy Boy Austin if Brett and Sean were to have taken place. I thought we were going to see Davy Boy and Austin or Davy Boy and
1: Owen. Now, I could definitely have seen that Davy Boy, and this is kind of like what makes a lot of this stuff so good, like. You see the pull right here. You see the pull parts. you see the the, the the that type of trash talk that would take place. You would see Davy Boy in a lot of these exchanges, especially as you had it into the summer of ninety seven, mm-hmm. and that dude looked like you couldn't hold that motherfucker back. Yeah. He was gonna kill yeah. Steve Austin on yep. for Brett, for Stu, for Owen, you know what yeah. I mean? Like he was a bulldog. Yep. Um and Steve Austin is a fucking Texas rattlesnake, yep. you know, just a just a, a cold hearted son of a bitch. Yeah. Um it could have it. There would have been a lot of, pardon the pun, raw emotion in that that you could really go like, oh my god, that these guys look like they really hate each other. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that would have been an interesting, as you bring it up, a, an interesting matchup if they had gone that way, um, to say the least. But yeah, this is um, obviously a huge part of the match, considering the historical ramifications of what goes on. But the, um, you know, the the part that I always think about too. I mean, we can even ask this question: is you know, based on at least the storytelling that Brett is given in in interviews and in his book and things of that nature, said this wasn't supposed to take place. There wasn't supposed to be blood that he had um, helped facilitate. Austin cutting himself. Yep. Um, I've heard that from others too. Yeah. Not just Brett. Yeah, and um, you know, Brett's veteran savvy helped kind of get Austin through that.
0: On the re- on a recent was... uh, Jr. Grill and Jr., which I don't listen. I'm, I've I stopped listening to him for a while, and I I, I kind of got back into some because of some of the subjects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they covered Austin's uh, nineteen ninety seven just recently. That's a hell of a year. And <laughs> never, Jr. Him. admits that he knew these guys were gonna that they were gonna perform that spot where Austin cut himself, and at the time he's headed talent relations, knowing that there was a no blood policy in the company, and he and he he um. He raises the awareness in the, in the discussion that
1: his job could have been at stake knowing what these two were going to yeah, do. Yeah, the liberties that they took, yeah. And I think, what would have, how do you think this, that would have, this whole sequence would have been impacted as we're getting into it right now? How do you think it would have been impacted if there is no blood? And the shot that we're about to see in a few moments here, in a few minutes, a few moments, doesn't take place. Because it's so iconic.
0: Yeah, I it's don't know.
1: Just, it's so iconic. Like, and I, I, you know, as we were watching the beginning of the the, the match of the entrances, go that 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 shot of Steve's glass breaking, yeah. also iconic. You yeah. know what I mean, yeah, that's but, yeah, that's not, in the highlight reel. But this one is this one is in WWE lore. So yeah. What, how do you think that impacts the historical significance of what happened and the you know the 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 consequences moving forward? Honestly, oh,
0: nice little blow.
1: I I couldn't tell
0: you. I really don't know. You are talking about from a story perspective or are you talking about in in terms of like the way that the company was the the, the shift in the direction it was I taking. Mean,
1: what what is it what does it do to what else we ended up seeing? Does this does, does, does it just does the um does the double turn mean less is I think there, I, honestly you
0: know I mean? honestly, you know what? Now that you say that, I think I think it would have had le- I think it in the short term, cosmetically, it would have had less of an impact. They would have pushed it more because right. of what they were trying to accomplish. Yeah. But I think that visual with him, you know, with the blood running down, it goes through the crack of his, you know, his two mm-hmm. front teeth up top, mm-hmm. all of that, I personally think that that doesn't speed up the trajectory of Austin's Rise to the top as quickly as it did. I think the, the the blood aspect and with the way that the crowd was changing helped. And 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 that there's a there's a part there's a part of the commentary on this match where Jr. says something to the effect of um, "There's 18,000 fans chanting Austin, Austin, Austin." That's a testament to Austin's. Fortitude and the respect that the audience has for his performance in the match. Yep. And I feel like they would, ha- they would find another way to get to where they wanted to go with Austin as a, as a baby face. But I think it would have slowed it down with the blood not being a factor.
1: That's probably true. I feel like, I mean, if anything, you, they just wouldn't have that material to highlight yep. as they continue to going forward. But obviously, you're talking about someone as skilled as Bret Hart and someone as skilled as Steve Austin. Where, yeah, this was already in motion. You know what I mean? Like you said, the commentary of it all, the the setup of the storyline, this was the plan. The blood, in many ways, was just the cherry on top. Yeah, I personally think it wouldn't have impacted it very much at all, if any. Mm -hmm. Um, For that reason, I just think it would have. This was already. This was already the start. The stars are already aligned and like there was no stopping it as long as these guys just kept doing what they were saying they were going to do. Here's, here's a question I got for you.
0: You know, Austin won the Royal Rumble this year. Obviously he cheated. Okay. Mm -hmm. And he eliminated Brett to win the Royal Rumble. Brett, they set up the final four, which would have originally been for the number one contendership. But here we go. Here we go. Here's the big finish. Um, you know what? We're going to play the audio yeah, for this. Yeah. I'm, I'm play the audio for this.
1: I've
3: always every single this move, now in the not get get I can't up? understand. If you can't stand, stop again? Stop again.
0: Still 25 years later, still a hell of a match. Stands the yeah. test of time. But what I wanted to ask you as we as we watch the, the the closing moments of this: should this match have been for the title? And I say this because Austin won the rumble. Yes, he cheated. It set up the final four. It was gonna be for the number one contendership. Sean lost his smile, they made it for the title. Brett wins, okay? logically now if you were i don't know if you remember this but the next night on raw they interviewed brett and they had announced the wrestlemania main event originally to be brett and undertaker because of the manner that undertaker was eliminated from that final four yeah. because austin made a run in at the end of that finish yeah so i was really looking forward to that match but brett and undertaker for the title that so, to me yeah. i was like ooh that's going to be really good that's when i was disappointed when sid beat brett that night and then they changed things up, and it was Sid and Undertaker. And then it would eventually lead to this match of Bret and Austin, as you see Bret really further cementing the heel turn by attacking Austin post-match. Actually, you know what? I'll play the audio for this. <laughs> been standing up over there yeah i didn't realize that just That's till that now bucket, yeah. I was such an obvious clutter.
4: That was uh, absolutely amazing, and uh, what about this transformation of Bret Hart? Well, you heard the boos. You heard the boos, and there, of course, uh, some of the results. I have no idea how much bloodstone coach Steve Austin lost, and again, that was not a pretty match, and uh, quite frankly, one that we're not necessarily proud to show you, but in a match like that, anything, and I don't see how Bret Hart can be proud that he won because Steve Austin did not submit. He did not give up. So how can Bret Hart say that he's really the winner? Well, the referee had no choice. The referee made the right call. Ken Shamrock did the right thing. Obviously, Austin could not defend himself any longer, losing his consciousness of the- there and the but the, the the thing about it is, is when Austin left here, eighteen thousand fans were chanting Austin, Austin. That's a testament of that man's guts nope. and the admiration these fans have gained for this man here tonight. All right, standing by.
0: Yeah, that, that, that was all right. Well, that, that that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, let's let's kind of close it up here. Should that match have been for the title? Should that have been the WWF Championship match?
1: Should it have? Um, I mean, can't argue with what we saw. Um, I also think with respect to the, the storytelling of Sid and his six months at the top, if you will, to have some sort of definitive ending was, I thought, appropriate, given kind of his time running up there. So, you know, I didn't... You know, I don't. I wasn't... But you have to argue, too, Sid Sid was not exactly
0: on the top, if you think about it. Yes, he may have had the title, for, but, you know, a cup of coffee here and there. He was pretty much a placeholder when things, you know, with, with Sean and Brett and then even Austin. Like, he was, you know,
1: he was odd man out a lot of times, even though uh, I mean, he a by, by the time we got to this point, yes, but let's not forget, he main-evented Madison Square Garden at the Survivor Series, one of the biggest per views of the year, two months later... Help sell out the Alamo Dome with Shawn Michaels, and yeah. you know defending the title, and then he and then he main events at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know the. I remember I counted once, but there's only so many people who've main evented at a WrestleMania. Yeah. And I'm not talking Night One. Yeah. WrestleMania's the last match of WrestleMania to end the year. Yeah. Is the main event, yeah. and Sid can say that he's done that. Um. So twice. Yeah. Twice. Exactly um Hogan against undertaker against you could put two those two guys on Mount Rushmore yeah sure so um you know Sid has you know Sid has nothing to 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 be knocked on as far as what he's been what he's done and his contributions but like again to your point I think the idea is that Sid by this time you know, the writing was on the wall yeah Brett was going in this direction Austin was going in his direction. The Undertaker was the Undertaker, and there was just so many moving parts that were starting to grow. And there wasn't enough spots up top. He was going to get left behind. Yeah, there was. There was
0: only so many spots up top. Yeah, so yeah,
1: yeah, so I don't think it necessarily should have. I think that you know having a main event for the title along with what we saw just now is that's that's that's. I mean, this WrestleMania is very WrestleMania. This this WrestleMania is
0: very top heavy. If you oh yeah of course you know you make a. You make an argument about it, but... So, uh,
1: I think when you build out a card, this, you know, if you weren't going to have Sid in the main event, or if you weren't going to have Sid in the Undertaker for, you know, excuse me, uh, the title, you know, because of, you know, given Sid's involvement with the title in the the six months prior, Sid probably wasn't going to have a place on this card unless it was going to be in some sort of filler. So, I think it worked out just fine, ultimately. Yep. Ideally, at least from a historical perspective, probably not the way most people involved would have wanted, but... Yeah. You know, this WrestleMania I think ranks probably on the bottom end or the you know, oh yeah. But honestly, it's I think I think it gets more love now than probably you know when it happened. It's you know oh given, for sure given the historical significance sure. of this match especially. This I mean right season. now
0: we we just paused you know and it, on our on our screen it's Todd Pettengill with the Nation of Domination and I just watched that uh, that that Chicago Street Fight recently with the Nation against. Uh, LOD and Ahmed Johnson. And even though that was an ugly match, it was still kind of fun.
1: You know what? It's funny you say that because I do remember, You know, I know we're talking Brett and Austin here, but I do remember watching the free-for-all of this pay-per-view. We didn't order the pay-per-view. We just watched it on the Squiggly channel. Squiggly lines, yeah. Yeah, but the free-for-all, when they hyped up this match, or maybe it might even be in this promo we're about to watch and I heard it, but someone said something to the effect of we're bringing everything, including the kitchen sink. Well, you know, well, no, well, well, why, why don't we play this right? And, why, and they actually brought it. Why don't, we pl- why don't we just play the promo right
0: now?
3: It we'll, could have we'll, been here, yeah. We'll,
0: we'll play this promo right now because actually, there's a funny part in this promo that I remember listening to the other day. We'll play this right now before we close it out here this week.
2: Johnson, Legion of Doom, set to meet the nation of domination they are two by four I wouldn't say there
0: funny but, but I was kind of taken aback there by something that cans. Farouk there said in his promo chokes.
2: you guys have everything but the kitchen sink well you forgot they're the thugs also they say the crooks and the criminals come out at night well guess what they're out tonight in Chicago and that punk Colored boy on their and the wrong get just what's coming to me. You think I don't have the kitchen sink. well just wait and see.
1: Yep. <laughs> yep, that's he what it was. Fucking called is... him,
2: but the
0: fact that he called him a colored boy.
1: Oh yeah. Like too. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But like
0: talk we just talked about change earlier mm. in that in promo. Uh, you know, the whole company in general, they were letting everything yeah. fly. And then, right? so
1: I that must have been when I heard it for the first time. They may have said it in the free-for-all, too. Yeah. Like, this is, I remember hearing this in a promo, whether it was this one or prior or both. And then when they actually got to the match, they They brought a kitchen sink. sink. (laughs) And I think I remember going like, again, having, not being able to see it. And maybe I'm just kind of, you know, filling in some blanks that are there. But I remember going, oh, how did they bring a kitchen sink? Like, I know what a kitchen sink looks like. Yeah, You know what I mean? So I thought that was kind of funny. But again, those little things you remember. Yeah. Um, And this would be one of them at least. But yeah, nothing, nothing to the level of significance than, uh, than you know, Bret Austin. Oh, for sure. You know, I, where would you put this match in the, in, in WrestleMania all-time rankings?
0: Um, WrestleMania... All-time rankings, I can't really... wrestle I'm building
1: out a list, where would you Re- say... WrestleMania, WrestleMania,
0: this makes a WrestleMania Mount Rushmore for sure. Okay. If I put it on a WrestleMania Mount Rushmore, it obviously goes up there with Sean and Taker. It goes up there with... Savage and Steamboat. Ooh. And... Rockin' Hogan. Oh. Okay. Hogan and Andre, as much as the historical significance of that match and, you know, what it did for wrestling, you know, once the bell rang, only anybody I it cared for was when Hogan though. slammed Andre.
1: But I guess, I don't know, I feel like if I, har- if I had to put it to a classification of criteria, a WrestleMania match, you know... And most of what WWE does isn't about matches; it's about moments. Yeah. So when a moment encapsulates such of a so much of a match, it definitely puts a match, especially at a WrestleMania, like that's gonna that's gonna rocket a, a match yeah. up there pretty high. I would consider probably, I would say, I'd put this on the Mount Rushmore, and I, I'd probably put Hogan and Andre up there too. Yeah. You know, again, not one of the best wrestling matches, but in terms of just what they what WWE does. Is it, it 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 checks all the yeah. boxes? And, yeah, no, and Obviously, just, as historical of, sort of, and of course, I'm going to put Shawn and Taker up there. Yeah, because I think it's the encapsulation of not just a great wrestling match, but a great story yep. and the WrestleMania element of those guys. Yep. And then I don't know. You could, I mean, Rock and Hogan. You could probably put in there as a rotating fourth, or yeah. You know, again, we're not here ranking WrestleMania matches right now, but you know, definitely, definitely the uh, Bret Austin. This match is. Top five, and I would say, you know, I wouldn't yell at somebody if they put it in their, you know, top 10. Yeah. But if it fell outside of top 10, you know, then you probably should get shot. Because so, <laughs> this is, <laughs> this yeah. is, this is textbook how to do it. And yeah, so much of what happened before and after this, um, a lot of things intersect with what happened in that match. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. I, I can, I can get down with all that. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I appreciate your time. Uh, thank you all very much for uh, listening. Press and play, hit and download. You can find this show on the Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network by searching Retromania with a W on all podcast platforms available uh, by searching Retromania with a W. Just like I said earlier, you got this show as well as Marking Out the Days. Uh, Hulkamania is Dead, uh, Origins of Attitude, Gaijin Wrestling Radio, all kinds of great bonus content over there. Our home is on Podbean. But search Retromania with a W. And you can find us on Apple Play, Google, um, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher. All all podcasting platforms available for this show kicking out at 2. Next week, we continue on the the road to WrestleMania, if you will. Uh, Next week will be the 35-year anniversary of WrestleMania 3. And you're actually going to dig this. Okay, Check this out.
1: Check it. All right.
0: I've convinced our father... To come on next week, Holy shit. to do a podcast with me covering WrestleMania three, and why? Because Dad took me when I was four years old to see WrestleMania in what they called at that time, thirty five years ago, a closed circuit theater. It was a fucking movie theater. Let's just be honest. Yeah,
1: where, do you remember where it was? It was in West Hartford somewhere. Oh, sure. I'll have to. Ask, I'm going to
0: ask him when we talk about it. But yeah. we're going to. I'm going to have him watch Ricky Steamboat, Randy Savage, because that's the match that he talks about when the story comes up that he took me to see yes. WrestleMania 3. And then if we have time I might squeeze in Hogan and Andre for him to watch as well. Because those are the two big matches. But, you know, he's agreed to do it, so we're going to get our father Mr. Rosenbluth oh, yeah. in here to watch it with me. Uh, WrestleMania 3's Macho Man Ricky is and maybe Hogan and Andre if we have the time. Um, I'm going to be pulling him out of his, his work duties <laughs> during the day. Uh, relatively soon to, to get that set up. So that's going to be next week um, as we inch closer and closer to WrestleMania, the most stupendous two-night event in all of WrestleMania history. Well, So, you know, that's that. So look forward to that next week. 35-year anniversary, WrestleMania 3. Uh, there's a lot I remember, but there's a lot I don't remember about attending that. So hopefully, you know, the old man's sharpest attack and... He's, yeah, he, I was going to
1: say, you're going to probably find odd things about yourself you eating. Yeah, before. exactly. Yeah. You're going to leave that podcast going like, wow. Maybe,
0: maybe I won't post this. <laughs>
3: maybe,
0: maybe, this will be, maybe this is just going to stay on the cutting room floor. But with that being said, I think it's about that time we officially put this show down for the three count. And we'll see you all next week.